When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Football's Social Daily. Find more great sport at sport-social.co.uk. Hello everyone, it's Niall here from Football Social Daily. Hope you're doing well, hope you're enjoying your bank holiday weekend. Now if you're not from the UK, bank holiday is basically an extra day of the weekend that we get here and it's usually on a Monday, so all of the boys today are off. We're kicking our feet up, probably having a couple of beers as well, but we're still enjoying the football nonetheless. So instead of leaving you high and dry with no podcast, we've asked the guys from Rose Ed to take over our feed for one day only. Joe, Hannah and Simon will be with you very, very shortly. They'll be talking about Frank Lampard and his bus parking methods in the Merseyside derby. Also, Harry Maguire's had a pretty poor season. They'll have their take on that. And as Simon is a Newcastle United fan, we'll get some thoughts from him as well uh, about how his beloved Magpies are getting on. It's not all about the football, though, as I'm sure you'll soon find out. You'll hear about what Simon has been getting up to on a bed with Tinchy Strider, the rapper. Yeah, that's worth sticking around for. And if you don't know what happens when it comes to Greek Easter... Well, you'll learn about that too. We'll be back on Tuesday with more Football Social Daily. But for now, here are the guys from Rosehead to take you through Monday. Welcome to Rose Ed and since the last time we spoke the world of football has turned upside down as Spurs tumble out of the top four. Arsenal actually managed to put a run of form together and Manchester United, oh good Manchester United are still a total shambles, I did not write this intro. But in some very sad news we've lost the gravelly voiced hero of Rose Ed, the brave noble man who single-handedly kept a substandard group of colleagues with no talent afloat. Yes that's right, Joe has finally had his throat removed and Sean Dyche has been sacked. Hello, welcome to Rose Ed. My name is Hannah East. Joe is here, but he's only on the chat, thank God. So he's able to speak in a feeble, creepy little voice, um, but he's going to be piping up in the chat. So this week, joining us as ever is Mike and Simon Harkness. How are you doing, lads? Yeah, good. yeah, great. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me on again. Again. It's an absolute thrill. <laughs> I don't know if that's really sarcastic or if you've been serious there. <laughs> it, it did sound a little bit Genuine sarcastic, thrill. didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and how, yeah, no, this is lovely. How are you, Mike? How have you been? I mean, I cannot believe you actually read out that 
that intro. I only I got know. to the to the the heroic bit. I didn't realise he was actually <laughs> slamming us as well after that. I know. It's so like, the way he wrote play. it is if he's died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should use that as... If you ask me. <laughs> Here he is. I think we should use that as the, uh, the obituary for when he does die. Hopefully you and Sean Dyche will die on the same week or at least for the same month and you can just sort of swap it in and out. It'd be easier because we wouldn't have to do two podcasts. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> like you just, the funny thing with, with the fact that you've had your throat removed is the fact that you're told that you're not really supposed to speak for, what is yeah. it, a month? Yeah. It's about four weeks, yeah. About, about four weeks. So what's brilliant <laughs> is Joe's had to let go of control of all these absolute oh, yeah. utter that he writes in these running orders i'm joking because <laughs> he writes them every week um and then we've got to, we can do what we can say and do what we want this week but you're going to pipe in but you can't have any like expression in you so you're so monotone <laughs> which yeah. is literally the voice messages the funniest thing i've ever heard hello and welcome to rose ed it's another, yeah <laughs> like you know when you know when like teachers were off for a week for like personal reasons or something and the kids would just go mental on like a substitute teacher yeah. Yeah. this is very much how i feel like <laughs> this week is gonna go <laughs> i think that's probably true it, but tell us oh you can't really tell us but you've you started to use um an app like a, a lady robot so when he first came out of surgery i got this message it was like hello hannah this is joe Farris the tv <laughs> and i was like oh my god we're gonna get four weeks of this did you get those mike yeah unfortunately yeah it's it, yeah i mean i used to do it to like wind up my mates when we're on like like playing xbox or something you just played like random like things but joe's using that use using this as a tool to speak which is uh which is quite funny and a bit weird hello but, and welcome to rosie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy that, isn't it it's so creepy. do you know what's even creepier so my husband listened to that and he was like oh my god that's amazing what app is it so i asked joe and now he started to send me like really rude uh audio messages throughout oh, the day but I, I read one out when i was in the car through my phone with the kids in the back of the car and Andy was like this evening what i want to do to you and i was like oh my god sweet, <laughs> what oh, does god. daddy want to do to you mommy why is he talking like a woman a robot can i play that one that i i did the other day to my girlfriend because i was coming i was coming back from work and i was like let's meet in the park so we can walk the dog right interesting I we've was... got five minutes into the podcast and you're already talking about your girlfriend joe but... <laughs> <laughs> how operation U tree is this <laughs> want to meet me at the climbing frame in the park in 20 minutes <laughs> Oh, oh my god what have you seen there honestly wow surprised the police didn't come out the bushes and nick yeah <laughs> i've said it before and i'll say it again this show is just an opportunity for you to get cancelled i've said it before and i'll say it again this show is just an opportunity for you to get cancelled like if it's... <laughs> oh, well i'm gonna stop interrupting sorry hannah yeah do you think sorry oh well i was i need to to ask mike because mike you've joined the gym mm. that was the next the interesting point of, of conversation <laughs> T tell us about that, Mike. Were you, what were you trying to say? Oh, just looking at me, I, I can't believe you've joined a gym. No, because um, Joe's put on the notes um, <laughs> that you've joined a gym. So we need yeah, to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. It's time to, you know, get back in shape. Um, I've had like basically two Easter's in a row because Greek Easter is, <laughs> is, is separate to English Easter. So you get like double the food, double the Easter eggs. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and double the size essentially. So, um, I'm really so yeah, I need to, I need to get in shape. As in you have to do the bog off deals for Easter eggs everywhere, or is this just a, how can we have two Easter's? Cause 
Greek Easter's different. It's it's on a different calendar to um, <laughs> Easter. <laughs> but how yeah. close back to back are they? It's, uh, well, th- this year is a week apart. So so we did like. Have you have you never heard of this, Anna? It's like it's an <laughs> Orthodox calendar. Is this actually need, a thing? We need we need a Joe history lesson right here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Joe. Why do it? Did you know this, Joe? That they have two. I, I had no idea that Greek oh, people really? had a different Easter. No, it's not. It's yeah. It, it's not Greek people. It's the that'd be pretty weird. It's just it's the Orthodox <laughs> like branch of Christianity right, runs okay, yeah. runs on a different calendar. So so like yeah, like Russian Orthodox people. Um, so, know, so, Bol- so basically, Bulgarian, what happened? Romanian. Well, in the in the um, fifth century, when the Roman Empire split into East and West, we then essentially what boring. Happened... <laughs> so, <laughs> but the, the Western side is Catholic, and the Eastern side. So we're talking Russia, Eastern Europe, Greece, and the Balkan states is Orthodox. Yeah. So okay. ever such a slightly different Boom. version of Christianity. Can I just say I didn't think we'd be getting this deep uh, when I agreed to go on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's been a football show, Simon, but uh, we do venture off. It was no, it was fantastic. It was very enlightening. So Mike's having uh, two Easter's, two Easter eggs uh, a week apart, and mm. um, Joe, your um, speech therapist put you in a sex ban. Yeah, what Satori? Any times about it. So her name's Tori, and um, is she fit? Um, <laughs> um, no, I don't, I, I don't think of her like that. It's very much a medical relationship. Although she was wearing yoga gear when we spoke and like showed me her yoga gear. Anyway, um, oh. so. So Tori, showed you so her what? So basically, Tori messaged me and went, "Oh, I've, your your surgeon has given me." Um, so sorry for anyone who doesn't know the intimate details of my life. I had polyps on my vocal cords, like Adele did, which when she cancelled her tour, and <clears throat> I had them removed. And that's basically why I've got this weird, creepy little voice <laughs> for a little bit. So I sound like the child catcher, um, but basically. Then I just got an email from this woman going, oh, your surgeon has told me to get in, has referred you to me. Can we have an appointment on Saturday? So I was like, okay, yeah, fine. Sat on the phone with her for 40 minutes. And she was basically just like, oh, okay, don't cough. Don't eat any big meals in case you get acid reflux. Um, make sure you do voice exercises. And then she stood up, put her hands on her belly to show me that I needed to breathe into my belly, not my chest. And went, what you want to do is go... <laughs> Literally that. And she said, do that two or three times an hour every day. <laughs> that's not that's not practical. <laughs> I mean, in everyday life. Um, so I've been doing it like once every other day. But she also said, no strenuous exercise for four weeks. Anything that's going to make you breathe hard. And I'm very sorry to say, <laughs> that means no sex for 10 days. <laughs> really? so, 10 days. So, I mean fine whatever i've got a playstation <laughs> yeah, but, Netflix. yeah but joe if it if only lasts for like 10 seconds sure that's not yeah, considered exactly. strenuous exercise <laughs> <laughs> um we're joking you in 10 seconds i can do it twice uh, <laughs> but um no the um but the thing is because obviously after an operation or whatever like you don't feel very sexy do you or like you don't particularly feel that aroused so for example could you could sh- you share some of the pictures that you were sending to us with your bum hanging out in your your robe and stuff like that you don't feel very sexy and you're taking pictures of yourself in the mirror sending them in the group chat <laughs> um, felt cute might delete later <laughs> <laughs> i haven't had these pictures i really i kind of uh, want them i'll forward it to you in a minute mate but they are um, thanks mate well because they make you put paper pants on at the hospital but i was having an operation on my throat <laughs> so that can only be because they're looking at your winky when you're asleep <laughs> like taking the 
<laughs> like, I don't know why, why have I got my little paper pants on um can you imagine if they did that you're on the surgery like go on get it out and then they stood there absolutely howling taking like selfies with you and like <laughs> if you're operating on someone and like it's on the lower regions you can see it and they've got a massive pipe there's no way as the doctor or the anaesthetist work that you're not commenting give it a slap yeah. <laughs> slap <laughs> Give a little wiggle. Or if it's like in the way, they have to like get a giant pair of tweezers and just like yeah. in the way. Be like cooking tongs. Yeah. <laughs> what I was thinking of something. <laughs> I, I dress it up, get like glasses, maybe like a moustache or something. <laughs> oh, well, at least I'm glad you are feeling better, Joe. Marginally Thanks, better. We we were worried about you for about a minute. Um, you just literally weren't. Yeah, we were like, is he going to do the running order next week or what? Um, <laughs> but th- this week, um, so I went to a kids party on Sunday and um, my it was one of my really good friends' little girls' parties. And there's like, if you've been to a kids' party before, it was at this inflatable park. It's absolute carnage. There was 40 kids. It's like a McDonald's drive through in terms of you get a room allocated for two hours, then they have to eat do the cake, everything, get out because the next party's coming and they've got to anti-back everything. So there was a young girl dishing out the food and you had to pre-order what the kids were having. So um, she said to me, she's like, oh, could you give the pepperoni pizza to those two little boys um, on the end? So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I gave the uh, pepperoni pizzas to the little boys and carried on. And I was like, you know, I was getting hot and sweaty because it wasn't my kid's party and I should have been (laughs) hung over outside, but I had to, I was helping. And then uh, one of the mums said to me, she was like, I don't think those boys can eat meat. And I was like, what? Anyway, I was literally like, oh my God, because my mum did this to our friends, Yusuf and Abubika when we were younger and she gave them Billy Bear meat and she didn't know that they couldn't eat meat. Billy Bear? Yeah. <laughs> and they loved it. Uh, so, just to make it worse. And I've rinsed it. Novelty. <laughs> I am, I know, it's probably not even meat though, is it? It's just toenails. <laughs> so um, I looked at these kids and I was like, oh my God. And as they bit in and they were eating the pepperoni, they were like, mmm. Oh, and I was like, oh my God, I bet they've never eaten this meat before. So I quickly... I, I used my nails and I saw the dad coming over and I scraped the meat with my nails off the pizza and then I told them both to open their mouths and I put my fingers in their mouth and I, I pulled the meat out and used a napkin and wiped their tongue and then I was just like it was like is it just a cheese pizza and they were like what's that and I was like it's cheese and so, so they were just like okay anyway it turns out they are allowed to eat meat and that was all okay. They do eat meat. <laughs> but you know, for those no. few those few seconds where I was like, oh my God, I need to extract the meat out of, the, out of their mouth because I felt so... <laughs> I felt so bad. You literally... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you literally clawed yeah. meat out of their mouth. My yeah. God, and that's a, and quite then, a harrowing story. It, I clawed it out and then I got a napkin and like... Uh, shoved it in there, like scraped it off their tongue because I thought oh, I would hate no. for them. I'd hate for their family to know that I'd done that. But I was just going off the instruction of a fifteen-year-old girl that was doing a Sunday job <laughs> and she didn't give a That's shit what anyway. Your mistake was Anna. Yeah, it was <laughs> I would say, I would say at that point they can have a little. They can have a little nibble once they've taken it, like swallow it and then go. And I would, you couldn't pay me to put my hands in a four-year-old's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> to extract some mushed up food. Can we? Can you're, we you're mental. Uh, <laughs> Why did you? Do can we just that? reverse, Hannah? What's what? What was that bear meat thing you said? I've Billy bear meat. Billy, Billy bear. bear. What's that? Oh, it's disgusting. It's like um, what is that? 
pork is it pork it's like it's meat that is um different shades so it looks like a bear so you get it sliced you used to get it from the deli um and yeah yusuf and abubika came around and um my mum was like you ain't a wee bit of belly beer meat and so they were like yeah all right then so she chucked it in the sandwiches and then they're eating it like oh this is nice and my dad said where's all that billy bear meat gone christine and mum was like oh hannah and yusuf and abubika and andrew had it and dad was like you didn't give billy bear meat to yusuf and abubika did you um but yeah, she did, and they loved it. And every time these come round, they'd ask for Billy Bear meat. Is it is is it like <laughs> is it like the consistency of spam? Like that's, that's the only thing that comes. Very similar, yeah, like, similar. Like and yeah. meat. It's so I've rank. In, I've just put a link in the chat, Mike. It oh, is I need to have absolutely look at this. yeah. Foul. It, it's minging. It's iconic. I don't know how you don't know what it is. It's literally it's yeah. it's iconic. Oh, that is awful. Yeah, it's a staple of British. Yes, it's quite it's quite nineties though, isn't it? <laughs> but we we used to go to the counter, and obviously my mum's oh, Scottish, Jesus. and uh, she'd be like, "Can I have some belly beer meat?" And then she'd be like, "Can I have some turkey on your boon?" And the guy at the deli in Yorkshire was like, "What?" I'd be like, "Oh, she means turkey on the bun, <laughs> turkey on your boon." <laughs> it was really awkward. <laughs> Bless her. Also, Hannah, those kids aren't going to remember the context of what happens. They're not going to remember the ham. So in twenty years, they'll probably be sitting around like at a family birthday and be like. Do you remember when that weird woman put her hands in our mouth? <laughs> An <laughs> extracted, chewed up pepperoni. Oh my God. Because they'll probably just be like, they were just at a kid's party just eating a sweet or something and you've just put your hands in like, yeah. <laughs> I was so worried because I thought, like I genuinely didn't even think because a girl just said they these boys want pepperoni pizza, but you know. I saved the day in the end. All the cultural tensions in the world at the moment, Hannah, and that's not helping. <laughs> <laughs> Your faces when I started the story, you were like, what is she going to say? What is she going to say? But it's all good. The boys are okay. Had a chat with the dad and it's fine. I just didn't say that, put my hands in his mouth. Um, but our next, uh, our next segment we need to move on to, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So things every week, you've heard this before, Simon, things that make you go, Mm. Yeah. There we are, Mike. How would you say it? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just give it mm. a go? Give it a little go. It's really, it's really satisfying. I'm not making a sex noise down the microphone mm. at like stupid o'clock in the morning. But things that make you go mmm this week. Declan Rice didn't go mmm at 200k a week, did he, Mike? Nah, he didn't. Nah, I mean it's it's a weird story because um, David Moyes is very quick to to sort of like brush it under the carpet and say, well, you know, that's not come from us. Um, and then there was a bit of a funny moment because um, he asked in, in the press conference uh, who it was that broke the story. And the, the press officer said, oh, it's a guy called Fabrizio Romano. He's an Italian journalist, uh, works for The <laughs> Guardian. And, uh, and Moise was like, oh, not a local lad then. So he sort of like, I was like, David, <laughs> is, that, is that appropriate, mate? Um, and then he's embarking. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, like relevance of whether he's Italian or not. Um, but yeah, any, anyway, they were quick to, to, to play that down. Um, but if that is true, and Declan Rice has, I think it's like a third contract offer, yeah. um, I would say, like, I don't think they're giving him a contract to stay there for the rest of his life. They're giving him a contract to, to protect his value. So yeah. if he if he does want yeah. to stay there and play, you know, European football <laughs> next season with West Ham, which it looks like they're going to do, I feel like he should probably sign it. I, I don't think West Ham will be the type of club to say, oh, here, sign this contract and then you can never leave. I think they'd accept an offer, but, you know, they want to protect his value. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they'll accept an astronomical offer. I've already talking about like, yeah. isn't it 150 million, 150, 200 yeah. million that they're 
yeah, yeah. like I don't know. Uh, how how many years has he got left on his contract? Uh, I think it's twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. So there's there's okay. a good there's a good few years left. But when they start getting to this stage, like everyone gets a bit a bit panicky. It's mm. like, all right, well, you know, if it's left another year, he could have two years left on his contract, and then one year, and then you have to sell for like a really cut price fee. So, um, so mm. yeah, two hundred grand a week for someone like Declan Rice, who one year ago, like before the Euros was deemed like a good player, but not someone who's like a world beater. And then, yeah. you know, in 12 months time, you get offered 200k a week. I think that's that's actually what they offered Antonio Rudiger as well. And he's he's rejected it and he's going to Real Madrid, it looks like. So, you know, to get the sort of same ballpark figure as, as a player like that is, is a big amount to turn down. Yeah. And what do you think about um, David Moyes and the job that he's done at West Ham? Has it been a surprise to you? Because I think when he left United... People are like, where's he going to go now? But it's almost as if he's going to everybody, isn't he? And he's out us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He's done a great job. And I think for that size of club and that structure and the type of players that they sign and the football that they play is perfect for David Moyes. I think when you go slightly above, that's that's not quite his that's not quite his gig, I think. He's, you know, at Everton, he was at his best when they were sort of like mid to... Yeah like fourth place table and they're always in and around there so he knows exactly what he's doing at at that size of club when yeah. he went to United I think the the job was too big the pressures yeah. to succeed Fergie I don't think anyone who went in there would have been a success just following following that guy it's like you Hannah how on earth could you could you replicate <laughs> Joe like that's it's it. just it's the impossible task that's the point and he's he's writing notes and we're not even reading them we're not even, we're not even he's telling me to say certain things and I'm, I've just went on about David Moyes and West Ham and he looked at me as if like you know when others like how can anyone relate to Joe's looking at me thinking that's not what I wrote in the notes there and I'm like I don't care what you wrote because this is my show today well no Michael Michael tell you as, as an excellent producer himself that, that, that just all you can do is just guide and encourage it's just suggestions isn't it mate it's just suggestions to help the yeah. show flow yeah okay, you can't you can't polish thanks. Turn, as I say. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on a second. Let me just analyze what you said there. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Things that make you go, mmm, Simon, we've got to talk about Newcastle. Surely. Oh, yeah. Surely. Because yeah. the last time you were on the podcast, it was a, a different direction for Newcastle. But here we are. Here we are. Happy days. It's, I don't think I've ever enjoyed supporting Newcastle as much as I am now. It's astonishing but I think last time I was on was it two months ago so we're probably still in danger of relegation um and now bizarrely enough we find ourselves in the top half of the table it's something I think it's only Liverpool who have got more 
Liverpool and Spurs maybe who have uh, have got more points in 2022 than Newcastle do. Um, so things that maybe go um, mm, um, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, just Eddie Howe. He makes me go mm, all day long. I I I couldn't love him anymore. He's just amazing. He's he's proven everything that we were saying about the previous manager and the previous uh, regime like oh. players here we go i know we've got some bruce fans on here but <laughs> can't even say like, his name anymore it's like voldemort <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> i yeah i'm just done with him um it, the, the players weren't fit enough they weren't being played in the right positions we we're playing a brand of football which we were told was all they were capable of yeah eddie howe's like brought in players but it took Gamarish like six or seven games to actually start in a midfield, which had Shelby, Joe Linton and Joe Willock. They were all Bruce players. Um, Dan Byrne, like I love Dan Byrne. He's been an amazing signing. I would say, I would argue most Premier League clubs could have put a bid in for him if they wanted to. We just knew we needed to strengthen the Premier League experience. Um, and he's been like a monumental success of a pack. Um Kieran Trippier, I think he played five games and he's been injured. And we've had Emil Kraft in, who was another Bruce player, who looks like literally for the last two years, he's not been Premier League quality at all. And in the last couple of months, he's been superb for Newcastle. Honestly, it's just, I can't I can't speak highly enough of the job Eddie Howe's done. All Newcastle fans absolutely love him. Um, and the I mean, players by the sounds really of it as well. Like he's almost turned the dressing yeah. room around, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, apparently the first thing he did, according to John Joe Shelby, was he'd call the players in one by one and just ask them, like, so, what's your wife's name? How many kids do you have? And he was just trying to get to know him. When, like, John Joe was doing that interview, I was like, you, what? Like, are, you, are you sure you should be serious? It sounds like he's trying to get, like, their PIN numbers. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> how much your national insurance number? You know, yeah. Um yeah, I, I love him. So Eddie Howe makes me go. Mm. What a question! What's your wife's name? Imagine that. Then that would that would <laughs> make or break a relationship, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. I mean, if you know, first time I met Joe, first thing he said to me, so you know, are you single? Are you, are you? Yeah, but that's because I was trying to yeah. <laughs> do the no hit. pants dance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Joe, why don't you ask Simon the question you want to ask him about his shirt? Is that the 1998 Newcastle shirt, Simon? It's not. This is the um, 1991 shirt, I think it is, because that's the, the year of my birth. Because I can't actually, yeah, because I can't see it, because obviously the iconic one is the... Um, uh, oh, 90... crotch shot. <laughs> but like <laughs> sort of 95 to 98 with... Um... Oh my God, it's completely escaped my... Um... It's completely es- escaped my tiny little brain. Newcastle, is it Newcastle Brown Ale? The sponsor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Newtie Brown. That's like Newtie yeah, Brune. Newtie Brune. That's like yeah. That's the the iconic one. Um, anyway, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I would love us to go back to that um, sponsor at some point. I think the days in which Newcastle Brown Ale are able to afford sponsoring Newcastle United <laughs> probably long gone. But if you know the new ownership are looking for even more good PR, then yeah, imagine getting Brown Ale back on my shirt. It'd be amazing. Are alcohol brands allowed to even sponsor? Kids well, anymore. Well, I don't think maybe. Newcastle either. Yeah, I was going to say that don't. there's a lot of things that's. Yeah, fair there. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that for a bliss second. Yeah. And Mike, yeah. what do you think? Where uh, obviously Simon's quite biased about Newcastle and the changes. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Newcastle this season? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone can get 
Joe Linton like playing <laughs> good football. I mean, you've got to be a decent manager because he was just, you know, a big sort of turd up front. <laughs> basically what he was under Steve Bruce. He he didn't really know what to do with him. Um and the fact he's playing in midfield now, and I think he scored two goals the other week, is um it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And obviously Bruno G as well is a player that Arsenal oh. wanted. Um and he was at Leon and was in that insane Leon team with like Tangi and Dombele and uh and Memphis Depay and Hussein Awa and he's just yeah a level above so the fact he's playing really well is no surprise to me and it's just a great signing my question for for Simon would be so now you've sort of got like right so but apart from Bruno I'd say most of them are pretty like bog standard signings I think when when everyone heard that that who you were being taken over by and the amount of money that they have you know, you're getting linked to like Neymar and Mbappe and players like that, and you ended up getting Dan Byrne and Chris Wood, and you know that's that that's fine because for for what you needed, you needed to st- st- stabilize and keep your Premier League status. But in the summer, do you think that will change? Do you think they'll sort of target you know more high profile players? Um, I think there'll be an evolution of the sort of signings we're, we're making. I would say as well that I don't think any Newcastle fan expected us to go out and buy Mbappe and Neymar <laughs> yeah. and Haaland. Um, there's like the training ground, like for instance, has been described as a League One training ground. And I think I said this last time I was on that like even if we did put in a bid for Haaland and he somehow decided to go, to, he wanted to go play for Newcastle, miss out on the Champions League, miss out on Europa League, just play for Newcastle currently. He'd get to the training ground, take one look at it and go, nope, I'm good. So I think like anything, it seems like we're in the early stages of a project with Newcastle. Um, but I do think there's going to be like uh, an evolution of the players uh, we've we've seen that we've bought. Um, I, think, I think Trippier is like an astonishing bit of business. And I think if we can get players like Trippier, who know the league, who are clearly a cut above the rest of the team and international players, then I think it's going to be an amazing, uh, potentially an amazing season next year. Um, in terms of who I actually want us to go out and sign, I I kind of think it's worth us putting a call out for Harry Maguire because I don't Ooh. think he's going to be United next year. I think he needs to get out of United yeah. and I think he would come in and strengthen pretty much every defence outside the top five or top six. Um, and I think we've got the money. And if uh, if rumours are to be believed, we've only got about 80 to 90 million to spend this summer. I think you could get Harry Maguire out. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Spurs never spend that money, Joe. Look at your face. Um, <laughs> we, we, to be fair, we normally don't. <laughs> really? Well, mate, we, we, he spent sixty five on, on Dombele. Yeah, well, that was that was that was an error. But we sell, don't we? Like our, our yeah, um, true. Our, oh, we sell our net our net spend over the last five years was like seven and a half million pounds. Mm, yeah, that's true. We, but to be fair, we've now started spunking cash because we need to because we yeah because <laughs> your managers <laughs> keep on leaving if you don't. That's, um, that's that's such an interesting shout though, Maguire to yeah, to Newcastle. but it's really. Yeah, it's really nice that you would say that. I felt really happy that you, you'd be positive about him because he's getting absolutely I, no positivity, is he, Mike? No, no, not at all. And I, I think Simon's right. I think he does need to to get out because yeah. like, I think undoubtedly that like, he will be stripped to the captaincy soon. It, it feels like that's the, that's the sort of thing that's coming. He didn't even start against Arsenal on, on the weekend. He was on the bench. You know, obviously there was an awful situation. I don't think we could stress how much, like, a bomb threat 
um, is a disgrace. And, um, you know, I can't believe his family had to go through that. I yeah. don't know mm. any why anyone would do that. Um, but obviously his performances and his form has uh, pretty much fallen off a cliff from where they were yeah. last season. So I think United <laughs> need, need to make a decision in, in the summer. Um, do you sort of cash in before he's, you know, form gets any worse or yeah. do you stick by him? And I could definitely see him. I could see him at Newcastle because, you know, he when, when he was at Leicester, he did look like, like a top class player. Um, and it's just not worked out for him at United. And maybe he's not quite at that level. Um, but in a in a system with with a manager like Eddie Howe, I'm sure he would absolutely thrive. And with, you know, the support of St. James's Park, I'm sure he'd become like a bit of a bit of a cult hero. Yeah. And I, I think like it's a project that you can see him like wanting to get on board with. Like we could literally we could essentially base the uh, sorry, build the team. Well, certainly the defence around him. Sorry, sorry. Um, Hannah, and, Hannah and I are swearing at each other <laughs> while Mike was talking. I didn't even see yes. that. Sorry. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Joe, stop being so unprofessional. Carry so, on, Simon. So we, I want to say we weren't laughing at you two, we are just trying to swear. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think it'd be a good... I could definitely see him getting on board with a project like that. He needs to get out of United yeah. and I think Newcastle fans would absolutely love him. Um, I still think there's a hell of a player. You, For me, you look at Maguire play for play for England, he he looks world-class. He looks like a yeah. completely different player. And you, they basically base the whole um, defence around Harry Maguire and to an extent the system that we play for England. Um, yeah. So it's just it's baffling what's happening at Man United. Mm. But, um, yeah, but next yeah. season... Next season for United, we're going to get, you've know, got a new manager, we're going to get new players. This time next season, I'm going to be like, listen, boys, what were you saying about United last season? You're delusional. We're going to be on fire. Absolutely delusional. Yeah, no, totally. I've, totally. I've got a question about United. So next year, yeah. like, you're going to need to do some serious transfer business. Yeah. Like, not only getting players in, you need to get players out. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a hell of a rebuilding job for, yeah. for Ten Hag. But uh, do you we think... will replicate what Liverpool are doing. And I think the yeah. next team is is Arsenal. I think we're, I'd like to be kind of the momentum that Arsenal have got. I hope we're like that next season, the season after. It's going to be a three to five year process. And I'm here for the ride, baby. No, it's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I think anyway. Um, and it's what just... Are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely believe that in like five to ten years' time, we're going to be like smashing it. Liverpool, like Man City, Arsenal, Spurs—you'll all be like, "Oh, I want to be more like United." That's what's going to yeah. happen. We'll have Neymar by then, so good luck. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> all, all the best with that. Now we've got <laughs> another thing because we still we still haven't got off this uh, this little segment here. Because I need to know if you've gate crashed a party off the back of thirty thousand Frankfurt fans made it to uh, Camp New, New Camp. <laughs> Say it differently <laughs> uh, to see them knock Barcelona out of the Europa League. So, have Camp you new. crashed a party? We're talking about New Camp here, right? Camp New. <laughs> have you crashed a party before, Mike? Because I imagine that the Greek parties, there's a lot of people around, things happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, way to phrase that question. <laughs> With your little Do long you want... nails. Oh, God. <laughs> Camp New, yeah, I've actually, um, yeah, I've I've been to Camp New. It's a horrible ground, by the way. Um, but have a crash, have a crash the party. Um, 
I crushed a, a um a party which was meant to be for like the the freshers reps. You know, in, you know when you're at uni, like you get you get like taken around by all the the people in like year two, and like they're showing all the freshers where to go and stuff. Um, and this is love for her, by the way. So shout Luga out to Barriga. Hannah. Yeah, Luga Luga Barriga. Barriga, yeah, yeah. Um, so in the, in the student union at Loughborough, they'll they'll hold in like a, a special party for 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 the people that were like basically showing the reps around, and uh, the freshers got wind of it, and it was like a special guest, and it was it was people were thinking it would be like like ankle but hump hump or something, but it actually was a cool guest. Who? It, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We just well, rinse nah, me nah, nah. all the time because I nah, can't so, speak properly. So say gonna, it again, Mike. I'm gonna, I'm gonna scoot past that one. No, no. Uh, it say was, it again. It, say it again. No, no, no. It's all right. Uh, it was. It was actually tiny temper um, that, that, that we that, that we again. gate crashed. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna scoot past that one, Joe. You can edit that. <laughs> you won't. I don't know why I picked the most difficult name to say. Well, I know, it's like new camp, innit? Yeah, Hannah, how, would you, yeah. how would you say that um that 70s crooner's name oh no don't turn this on me this is this is all about mike in this moment <laughs> right, what did you go for my ankle bird ankle bird i think <laughs> no, peter ankleman simon's probably interviewed have you interviewed him simon i've not no i've not interviewed him your time humper dink no well, yeah, yeah, simon simon wasn't doing like press in like a caesar as well simon by the way <laughs> what a guy what a guy Calling, like <laughs> 2002 weren't you simon oh, God. oh that like last night when we were talking about um the what's his name the guy from that i thought was in the mask Oh, so uh, we were talking about, so basically Hannah said she fancies John Stones. I did, because I, I like said, his lips. He's got lovely lips. <laughs> I said John, John Stones, <laughs> if Killian Murphy had a younger brother. <laughs> and then Hannah, Hannah was like, do you remember Sorry. that bit in The Mask where he does the bit with the nine iron and he started like, recounting this bit in The Mask? And I was like, what do you mean that bit in The Mask? And, she, and then she was like, well, Killian Murphy in The Mask. And I was like, Killian, Killian Murphy? The film came out in 1994. What? <laughs> and then I sent, her, I sent her a link. The actor, it's an actor called Peter Green, who's 56 years old. <laughs> and I thought Killian Murphy was, was starring in The Mask 28 years ago. <laughs> As a young up-and-comer. But I really, want, I really want to pretend that that's not true, but um, it genuinely, I genuinely thought that when you have children this is what happens this is well no it's not <laughs> right that's that's got no, they don't tell you that do they oh mrs east you might you might get jim carrey films mixed up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just forget everything but mike i'm sorry we we went away from your story about gate yeah. crashing parties and stuff so go back to it and... <laughs> yeah yeah so we, we were expecting someone essentially because you know it was a tiny little loughborough nothing really going on there you know, so it's a rubbish place. No, I'm joking, Anna. It's, it's, it's a very nice town. It's a place to live. It's um, okay, you can say it. Okay, okay. Um, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so it's like tiny student union. We're expecting someone rubbish. But I walked in and it was Tiny Temper, who at that oh, yeah. at that time, in a, you know, a long, long time ago when I was at uni, he was like, he was really, really big. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Height-wise or he was big temper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Still four foot two. <laughs> Did you have, have you had any? I feel like every single celebrity we're going to mention, I'm going to ask Simon if you interviewed yeah. them, no matter if they were born in the Middle Ages or not. Game Vera Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you interviewed Tiny Temper, Simon? Um, I've not interviewed Tiny Temper, but 
I've interviewed Tinchy Strider uh, on a similar note. I sat on a bed with him. He was doing a um, he was doing a, a collaboration with Premier Inn, and right. I, uh, yeah, I was asked to go and like interview him. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I needed some stuff for my showreel. Um, and like the the Premier Inn we're doing, it's called the Hub by Premier Inn. Do you know what? Do you know what that is? I've heard of no. it. No. Um, it's like I, I don't blame you. Um, it's, it's imagine a Premier Inn, but like very small like a very small studio where everything is connected by like uh usb ports and stuff it was actually pretty cool um and yeah he was doing a collaboration with them to try and make a song in and he couldn't leave his room for 24 hours or something like that he had to make write create produce a song in 24 hours in the room um and yeah sat on the bed with Schrader, who is really really small um i think yeah. he's about five foot one um oh, i just wow. sort of towered over him i'm not particularly tall i'm five foot nine five but there's just this wonderful image of me sat next to Tishy Strider on a bed giving him lyrics and yeah <laughs> so I to go with that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did I pause after yeah. giving yeah, him yeah. bad time to pause <laughs> we were like what's yeah. he gonna say <laughs> yeah I gave him <laughs> um no it was um yeah so yeah I've interviewed him and I've been to a launch party with Tiny Temper for another collaboration another collaboration he was doing Joe, I, Joe really wants to say something. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. I hosted the launch of Tiny Temper's um, tour movie. So it was me and Tiny Temper, like at the front of a room, like <laughs> full of journalists. And obviously, like, Tiny Temper is an urban music artist. And I and I walked in and I was like, hello, right. If you liked Pass Out or perhaps Frisky, well, you might like Or perhaps Frisky. Yeah, it's like you'd hired like a Camp Willy Wonka. To like, yeah. Like, um, and it was so embarrassing, right? Because there was loads of like super cool like music journalists and whatever who wanted to like ask him questions about working with Labyrinth and all that stuff. And obviously, you know me, I don't know the difference between Pussycat Dolls and Girls Aloud. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just not the man to do that and then I was like it was, it was gone all right and the whole time I was thinking like you know sometimes because I love doing my job but when it comes to the crunch I hate it and I want it to be over and just get paid <laughs> like, so like do you know what I mean though sometimes you think oh it's a good yeah. job isn't it? and then it's like and then it comes to like the bit where you've got to go on stage you're like I hate it I wish I was yeah. at home watching telly <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be at home moisturizing yeah. your Joe watching yeah. tv <laughs> oh, I'm Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In terms of things make going, what about Karen Benzema's penalty? Oh my absolute filth. Just mm. oh yeah, I I I should have expected it really, because like the season he's having, of course he's gonna like do a Penenka in the semi-final of the Champions League. Um yeah, I just I was completely blown away from it. Like it was just the I actually thought it was going over the bar at one point. Did anyone else think that? Yeah. There was a lot yeah. of height on that penalty. Um, and then but I think that kind of made it even more beautiful, the fact that it just sort of kept on rising and rising and rising and then just hit the top of the net. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, what a player. What yeah. a season he's having. But I think that first goal, 
it literally came from nothing. It was a terrible cross into a box. Yeah, it's it not what he wanted at all. And then he just, yeah, he, he put it away perfectly. And then, yeah, that uh, that penalty was just astonishing. Really, what what a player. Yeah, isn't I'm he like th- how old is he? Thirty five now or something? Thirty four. Yeah, thirty four. Thirty four. And he's racking up forty goals Karen in the season. Karen younger than me. Real Madrid. <laughs> like, that's depressing, isn't it? Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> That's made my day. Oh, <laughs> Think how <laughs> my life is compared. <laughs> yeah, but Joe, you I do, do that all the time, though. <laughs> I, I always compare myself to people like Phil Foden. I'm like, oh, Phil Foden's like, he's he's 21, and I think, oh yeah, but I'm only 20. Oh. No, I'm 30. How did that happen? It's if really you, depressing. If you met Phil Foden in a normal context, he would probably be an intern at work. <laughs> like that would be that would be you would meet him and yeah. he would be like making your tea and stuff. But as it is, he's Phil Foden, which is which is really sad. And something else that's really sad is Sean Dyche is oh, gone. What are your Sean. thoughts on that? Interestingly, at first everyone's like, "What were they thinking? Why have Burnley done this at this time of the season?" And yeah. a couple of wins later, or a couple of you know, points later, um, it's a different story. I'm I'm shocked at <clears throat> I was shocked at the decision. And I'm even more shocked at not only the results, but the performances from Burnley yeah. since. Because it's one thing getting it's one thing getting results, uh, not playing well, as Steve Bruce knows, um, and it's another actually fully deserving uh, the results that you get, especially after losing your manager who has basically kept you in the league. Yeah, like Burnley, look, they look, they already look weirdly better drilled and actually better going forward which is just it's just mad as yeah. soon as I heard that Daisha gone I thought well that's that's been done and Everton yeah. basically have just survived um yeah. I I could not have predicted this at all um it's it's man I feel the way they're playing has really taken me by yeah. surprise I think if Matt Jackson is it Matt Jackson I don't even know his name um Never Mike Jackson I think yeah because everyone's Jackson. getting like the the memes you know the Michael Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Michael Jackson was from Burnley, he would be called Mike Jackson, wouldn't he? Yeah. Mike <laughs> Mikey Jackson. Um yeah, I think yeah, I was just really, really surprised. Um and I'm I'm actually kind of rooting for them to stay up now, which is weird because after they got rid of Dice, I was like, I, well, I, I kind of want you to go down. But yeah. it's made it so interesting. Because there's Mike, there's obviously stuff going on behind the scenes that we were completely oblivious to and that the, the reason he was mm. sacked was because he wasn't doing it wasn't doing well enough they're going to get relegated and now they've turned it round what do you think was going on behind the scenes I'm surprised you didn't know about it, Hannah with all your like gossip and, and I don't the mums, I know but you I don't know, want Sean to talk, I don't moving know. moving out of Burnley well I spoke to him earlier but I will come to that in a minute but what are your thoughts yeah. on the <laughs> what are your thoughts on it uh yeah I mean I like all of us was really sad because this is like a like our ultimate dream of this podcast is to get is to get Daishi on. Yeah. Uh, so so the fact that he's probably going to be managing like Swindon next, it doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'd love to go to that pub in Burnley still and, and do and do a proper like dedication to to Sean yeah. Daish and uh, maybe ask him if he will come down because um, he's not getting loads of press at the moment. I think he released a statement the other day, but he's not given any interviews. So. Rose could get an exclusive with uh, Sean Dyche in a pub dedicated to Sean Dyche in Burnley. Um, I messaged him and they haven't replied yet. So, you know, guys, we're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting. I've, but I've he's, he's done, he's done such a good job 
up to probably like this season, nobody would have expected that they were going to be so far down in the relegation zone. But I think COVID didn't help them, like prolonging matches and no. stuff didn't help them. It didn't help the momentum yeah. with injuries. You know, Chris Wood going up to Newcastle, just don't like him as a player anymore because he, he did that. <laughs> he shouldn't have gone. Um, but what are your thoughts on on where he should go now for Sean Dyche? Because this is going to be a huge dint in his confidence um, for, for the next team that he goes to, surely. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. Where does he go? He's not going to get another yeah. Premier League job, is he? It's, no. it's going to have to be Championship. And even then, like, I think Championship managers are are evolving as well. It's not like everyone plays rubbish football. Like, look, you watch Fulham and and, and teams mm. like that, and they play they play really good football. They've got Marcus Silva there, who's, who's a good manager. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe like a mid te- mid to low table Championship team. But, yeah, I'm just sad we're not going to hear that gravelly voice we're not gonna see that beautiful bald head and and the ginger beard it's just it really is just it's just like a chapter of of my life is is over well sean actually wrote he wrote a poem okay this is gonna be wonderful it's gonna be really um but i did phone him up and i just said listen sean what are your parting words because if we don't get to speak to him again and he he goes off to maybe benidorm or something um for for the foreseeable i thought it'd be nice to maybe speak to him so he did he did send us a poem the journey's over a sad sad day the journey's over no more will i play long balls the sean dyche way i'll hit the big man at the bag stick but thanks for the severance pay i'm going to benidorm you big Oh, so that was his parting words. Which, uh, <laughs> Mate, honestly, yeah. that means it a was, lot. It means a lot to us. It means a lot to us. Yeah. But let's move on to a proper team. Let's talk about Liverpool versus Everton. I presume you watched the game, Mike. Yeah, it was. Um, I wasn't expecting Everton to to put up such a good performance. Uh, but I guess, I guess, yeah, the Merseyside derby, they were up for it, and particularly the first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, the, the first half, they were. You know, they looked as if. They were the better team, really, in terms of the, passes the, they in have. terms of the chances they created. They had two <laughs> two big chances. Obviously, there's a lot of debate with should they have had a penalty. Um, Frank Lampard was was fuming afterwards, wasn't he? he says you, you don't get those decisions at, at Anfield. Um, like Joel Matip has basically like brushed Anthony Gordon aside in the box, and VAR yeah. have apparently looked at it, but not you know, deemed it enough contact to be a penalty. Which I don't know about I think it probably is a pen I think you you do get them and you do see them um, and obviously that would have changed the game but then yeah Liverpool do what they do they've got class players Divock Origi super sub supreme scores against Everton every single time he plays them um, and yeah he he pretty much changed the game he was involved in the first goal and, and scored the second so yeah when you when you can bring players like that off the off the bench and who are not playing all season and pop up with really important goals as he does for Liverpool that that can be the difference but there's something about Liverpool right now that it's like an invincibility. It's yeah. like they they can't lose at the moment. And you just feel like when there's a tiny bit of momentum in the game, the crowd senses it and lifts all of them. And it's just like, yeah, it's it's inevitable that, that they will win. And it was inevitable they were going to eventually come through that game. Okay. Can I ask what you guys thought about um, Everton's, well, the, the discourse from Everton's tactics? Because <clears throat> I think people are massively overreacting to how Everton played that game. Because if I remember when Everton under Lampard went to Spurs and they tried to press them off the pitch and they just got absolutely oh, yeah. ripped apart. Literally, the game was done within like 25 minutes, wasn't it? 
Um, and so Everton, like under Lampard, they want to play a high-pressing game. But against Liverpool and when you need to stay out of a relegation zone, I thought their tactics and game plan was absolutely spot on. Yeah. And I thought Carragher actually let himself down a little bit in commentary because he's supposed to be neutral. And he he always talks about how much he loves Simeone. And this was literally a Simeone like tactical plan, wasn't it? And I just felt that, yeah, I don't know. He's supposed to be neutral and I love Jamie Carragher as a pundit, but I didn't think he was particularly neutral. He, he, uh, he's talking about the Richarlison stuff. Yeah, 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 and also just the way he was like being so anti Lampard's tactics, and it's like, yeah. but you know, like if Everton go to Anfield and press the same way they press against Spurs, they are going to get torn apart. And I thought the way like Lampard like instructed his team, I mean, it worked for forty five minutes, and it worked for sixty minutes, really, didn't it? And yeah. with a bit of luck, Everton could have yeah. at least got a point. Matip, like if that's a penalty, is it a sending off? Like mm. it, they were close to getting something. Yeah. Yeah, they were, and everyone everyone's been taking the p- at Lampard anyway after that Spurs game. And if if he did play yeah. those tactics against Liverpool, I think they lost like fifteen nil or something stupid. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, he finally decided to, to have a bit of smart about him and and set up in the correct way. And then he gets slaughtered for doing that. So you know he, he can't really win. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see who goes down between them and Burnley because you do yeah. feel like it's between them two. I feel like Watford and Norwich are probably already gone. Um, but between them two, I don't know who I want to stay up. Is it Burnley because I'm still angry at them for sacking Dyche yeah. or is it <laughs> That's Lampard? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've, I've got mixed feelings. If Dyche was still there, we'd be like, come on, Burnley. Yeah, we but would, now we're yeah. like, oh, I'm not sure now. Maybe change my mind. Do you know what's been really nice throughout the podcast? We haven't really talked about Spurs, have we? Oh, and normally Joe would be God. talking about Spurs and we can't get a word in edgeways, which would encourage me to have a rant about Man United, but we haven't done that. It's actually quite refreshing to talk about other teams. You haven't said a huge amount about um, Arsenal, though, I don't think, this week, Mike. And yeah, you know, I didn't... If you want to say something, just say it. No, I didn't want to... Maybe you've got another three hours, mate. <laughs> no, 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 you know what? I think it, it, it just speaks for itself, uh, the game at the weekend, Hannah. Like, we... Yeah, it was quite a controversial game, but I feel like we we sh- we should have won that in the first half because United would like they honestly they were just like all right, we're not going to play yeah. anyone in midfield, just walk through and yeah. score. Um, and to, to be fair, you did you did turn up in the second half, and there was a few dodgy yeah. decisions maybe, um, but I feel like overall Arsenal deserved to win, yeah. and yeah, it just shows where the where the two clubs are at the moment. Yeah, it does. Anything to say on Spurs, Joe? No, you can't speak. Okay, well, let's move on to uh, any other business because this week a cat gave birth to over 70 kittens. What's the worst thing to ever come out of your body? I'm going to say my kids. Um, What about you, you, Simon? (laughs) Um, Joe knows this story. Um, I had a a hemorrhoid once. Did you? (laughs) Yeah, I've had piles, yeah. (laughs) Um, Sorry. The, the way that just silenced the podcast, by the way, <laughs> you were both absolutely <laughs> oh. shocked. Oh, how many pounds? Um, are they like grapes? Do they look like just one? Yeah, it was like a little, um, like a little fleshy grape just hanging, hanging out my bum. Um, weirdly, I, I was like twenty seven when I got it, maybe twenty eight. I was pretty young to get a pile. It's almost um, like when you know when you go around your mate's house and you sort of shout up to their bedroom and ask if they can come out and they put their head out the window. <laughs> yeah, 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 imagine that. Yeah. Um, the weirdest thing was that, like, I got my girlfriend to look at it. I was like, I was like, is that what your ex? It's pretty obvious. 
the coach he's sitting opposite me right now. Wow, Jesus, fair play indeed. She's so, she's um, so nice as well, Hannah. It's extraordinary. <laughs> well, to make you feel better, I through so much. My granny had to have half a after <laughs> she had given birth to my mum because <laughs> her <laughs> so bad. Um, <laughs> but what about you, uh, Mike? Any wow. what's come out of your body that's disgusting? <laughs> So are you just trying to like, I'm, I'm follow that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is genuinely uh, true. Have you got, have you got, I know, bless yeah, her. She's died I've... now, but bless her. Hannah, I don't oh. think I can use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're oh. just a muscle. <laughs> oh, God, that is so I didn't think <laughs> was a real thing. I oh, thought it was like just slang from yeah, yeah. you Ah. Yeah. I'm going to have to release a reel where I bleep every other word, basically, and just get people to guess what Hannah was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my granny had my beep, my beep. <laughs> and she's died now, bless her. Um, but Mike, have you had anything to come out of you? Um, I've, I've had a chip come out of my nose before. <gasps> From uh, a sneeze? A, a potato chip or like... Yeah, not a, a chipped bone or something. Not a chip from <laughs> yeah. a poke, yeah, from a you poker game. <laughs> All in. <laughs> Wait, hold on, I've got another one. Um, yeah, um, I was eating a some sort of wrap, and it's weird. Like if you sort of sneeze and choke at the same time, it, it goes up the wrong way, and uh, yeah, it just ended up back on my plate. So I had more food after I finished my my meal. It was great. And did you eat it? <laughs> No, that didn't. Yeah. All right, but that's a lie. Because you can eat <laughs> yeah, your yeah, own. Yeah. You can eat your own and swallow your own phlegm. This was a question that somebody asked recently. Is it bad for you to swallow your own phlegm? Because somebody that I was talking to said you can't do it. You have to spit it out. But it's perfectly fine for you to swallow your own In phlegm. What context were you I, having that conversation? It was. It was with my husband actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> talking to someone. <laughs> yeah, I can't even. Just, I can't even say what conversation we're having, but I was just wondering if you just get rid of that bit, Joe. Um, no, nope. because uh, I just wondering if you ate the chip that had your own phlegm around it. What if anything happened? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I live to tell the tale. Okay, well, like, do you want me to? Would you want me to wrap up now, Joe? Um, I think we probably should. Yeah, yeah. I think if this if this episode proves anything, I think you need like a scientist, just a weekly scientist, yeah. just to sit in, sit in on the show and be like, "Oh, a pile actually arrives from this." And uh, no, you can't eat your own phlegm covered. In I, I think you just need it's like be like Dictionary Corner. Yeah. But can we get an in-house scientist, linguistics professor? <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you should just employ Sean Dyche to do it. <laughs> he, he could just. Yeah. He's, he was yeah, out in Nottingham exactly. a couple of weeks ago, wasn't he? So, not did you see that picture? I did. Yeah, what a ledge! That yeah. is that is classic Deitch, isn't it? Just on a night out, black polo shirt, not branded, bald head, looking great. He's had a shave and his beard. Oh, that, he was. That I was could smell classic. that picture. You know when you go on a stag do and like yeah. dad and uncle get invited, yeah, <laughs> that was, and they're ready at like three in the afternoon. Yeah. And they've got their bros yeah. on because they're so excited because they haven't been on a proper night out, and then they're all smashed and home by eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trainers, no, sorry, jeans and shoes got, got to be done. Got their work shoes on, but really shiny. Yeah. yeah. What um, what fragrance do we reckon he, he pulls on a night out? Well, I think Jean-Paul Gaultier. Yeah, we, or we was, you and I was talking about, we were saying maybe dupe, or I think, I think he's a <laughs> dupe. I think he's a Bulgari kind of man. I think he's got mm. brute written all over him. <laughs> You're just going for alliteration, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, I think, I think he's a Bulgari kind of guy. What do you think, Mike? 
Not like he smothers, he smothers himself in bare excrement, I think, for a night out. Billy <laughs> Bear is a legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he can't eat it, I'll scrape it out of his mouth with my nails. Um, right, I think that's a good place to finish. So don't forget, if you want to follow us, just follow us on the socials. I don't know all the, the hag, hags, the hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> you Not know what I mean? <laughs> Can you just get like your clip from the other week, Joe, and just add the, those bits in? So like us and review us because it really helps. It helps on algorithm and that. But thank you very much. Thanks, on Simon, algorithm. for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Were you born in the 50s? <laughs> like, you're from another time. <laughs> I don't know what I am, where I've come from or who I even am. Um, but thanks for joining us. So you're back on next week, are you, Simon? No, um, I no. no, I don't think so. But, but... <laughs> oh, good luck with this edit, Joe. Honestly, oh. <laughs> not on next week. Well, thanks so much for coming on this week. Well, thank Joseph, you so much for having me. Thank you, Mike. As ever, thanks for coming on, and it's been great to see you. You, you too, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Good luck with the edit, Joe. Thanks. Cheers. See you next week. Bye. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Joe. And thanks, Simon, of course. Always fun listening to the Rose Ed guys do their thing. Don't forget that podcast, along with a host of others, is part of the Sport Social Podcast Network, which you can find at our website, sport-social.co.uk. Just hit the podcast tab at the top of the page and you'll find our entire roster of sporting shows there. You can also find them wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back again tomorrow for Football Social Daily. Don't forget to hit subscribe and that way you won't miss another episode of this show again. We are the award-winning and only daily Premier League show. Thanks again to Rose Ed, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Football's Social Daily. Find more great sport at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social.